The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 105.9, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus, sponsored by Advocate Healthcare and Athletical Physical Therapy. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Welcome into another edition of the Bears Coaches Show featuring head coach Matt Eberflus. A great evening to everybody. I hope everybody's Christmas was great, joyful, hopeful, and uh, that goes for you too. Did you have a nice day? Uh, yes, I, d- I did, and good evening. We're here until 8 o'clock tonight. Now, coming up at 8 o'clock, Monday Night Football joint in progress. It's the Chargers and Colts. We'll pick that up on 780 AM with news continuing on 105.9 FM. All right, so you had plenty of time to think about this one and take a look at things. Uh, we'll start with the weather, though, first, because many Bears saying it was the coldest game they ever played. 26-mile-an-hour uh, winds, gusts to 35 temperature, and 9 wind chill, minus 12. It felt even colder than that to me in the booth. How did it feel for you, and how did the players respond to that cold? No, it was good. You know, First of all, shout-out to the fans for everybody that showed up to the game. That was uh, really cool to see all the Bears fans there cheering us on, and uh, they've been excellent all year. Um, you know, relative to the players, it was it was really cold, uh, but and it was more about the wind. You know, the wind was pushing the ball, you know, one direction or the other. It was more of a swirling wind up there, you know, in the stadium because it was coming from the west, and it wasn't coming, you know, you know more uh, one way or the other, but it was hitting the side of the stadium and kind of swirling in there. So it really wasn't pushing it one direction or the other. So it really didn't say, okay, hey, we want to kick this way or kick that way because that was a consideration going into the game saying, hey, we can, you know, possibly, you know, take the the, the ball or, or and also have the win in the fourth quarter, you know, to be able to do that. But uh, um, we decided to go ahead and we were deferring again. We didn't. We ended up not winning the coin toss, but uh, uh, it all worked out. But again, the kick lines were were where they were. Uh, fourth down considerations were a little bit longer just because of the wind. Um, we went we went for fourth downs too. Obviously, went for four of them. One was at the very end of the game. Uh, we ended up getting one of them. We ended up getting a, a, a reversal on a replay on the other one, and the other one was tipped at the line of scrimmage. So, you know, overall, we need to do better there, but uh, certainly those lines were open uh, a little bit more for fourth down tries. Well, heck, Justin even said even the short throws, you, you didn't really know where it was going to wind up going because of the gusts, you know, those little things. Yeah, I mean, you saw, how about shotgun snaps? Yeah, you saw that on the on the uh, on the Morrow interception, you know, uh, Josh was stepping up to go ahead and throw a, a simple check down, and the wind just blew it, uh, you know, vertically. So it ended up, you know, going right to, to Morrow and he ended up doing a nice job of catching it. And and the, not that this impacts the Bears in any way, shape, or form, but you, you feel for Buffalo a little bit. Uh, they, they were stuck here because of what was going on in Buffalo. And uh, if you were in that same situation, uh, how would you handle that? Because, you know, you're in the future, when you're a playoff team, end of the year, and you're trying to get stuff done and get, and get the best possible seed, now they lost a day here. And now they lose, and I don't even know if they're back yet. Yeah, I, th- I think they got back uh, yesterday, sometime afternoon, I believe. But uh, again, uh, that was one of the worst storms the Erie County and Buffalo has had in 50 years, and uh, obviously a lot of people lost their lives. So it's a serious, serious deal, and people are still digging out from that. A lot of people don't have electricity, so I feel for those people over there. Prayers out to those guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's certainly a tough situation for the football team as well. All right, let's uh, let's dig into the game. Attrition's been something significant, obviously, on this football team. I believe of the twenty-two starters, eleven of them did not start week one. Yeah, uh, that's that's significant, and and a lot of teams go through it. But uh, yet you've managed, as you were pointing out to me, you know, many times been in a lot of these games despite that attrition, right up until the fourth quarter in key moments. What do you what do you attribute that to, and how 
did they respond to that with this whole group of guys? Offensive line changes again, secondary, you name it. Yeah, I mean the guys were in there battling again, so it was you know twenty one thirteen, you know going into eight, you know eight minutes to go within the game, and uh, you know, uh, but to go back to your original question, you know it really is the guys being able to step up. You know I think the coaches are doing an outstanding job preparing these guys. You know the Jalen Jones, you know the uh, Blackwell, you know Sanborn when he's in there, uh, Dominic Robinson, Gordon coming back from injury, he's played uh, really well the last couple of weeks. Brisker's done a nice job. You know, so you get a lot. Uh, Valus Jones had a bounce back game from last week, uh, from the week before. So, um, a lot of these young guys are getting a lot of great experience, and uh, you know, it, it happens in in the league where guys, you know, you know, go down and you got to step up. And the guys have done that all year. Could you have imagined playing this many rookies, this many snaps before the season began? And if you did or didn't, did you have faith that the coaches would get them ready because of the type of talent that was brought in? Yeah, I, I always have faith in the coaches. You know, we, these guys are teachers uh, first, and that's what, what they are. And then they're 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 motivating guys. They they can motivate their players uh, to play very hard and play play the right way. So um, that's why we brought them here in the in the beginning. But uh, yeah, you never really know what's going to happen. Uh, we knew we we're going to have to play a few rookies, um, you know, on defense for sure. Uh, but uh, you know, this has been a little bit more than we're used to. Yeah, no question. Uh, three starters in the second. Let, let's pick it up there because Gordon outside. Uh, which was a, a little bit different than the nickel, and how did he respond? In your opinion, uh, it looked good. Another interception. Yeah, it was great. It was a great interception. You know, um, obviously it was uh, cover three. End up bailing back to his third, and end up you know high pointing the ball and a nice return out to the thirty-five. That was very good. But uh, you know, I think it's another opportunity for him to play outside and use a different skill set. You know, he's been going back and forth, and he can just really hone on this outside skill position right now. And uh, he looks good out there. And uh, he's going to have his hands full. You know, we're going to play a couple good sets of receivers here the last two weeks. And he'll have his hands full. And he's going to have to use all the skill he can. It might give you a window to next year at a different spot. Absolutely. Yeah. And Blackwell also learning that. Yeah, Blackwell's doing good inside. Uh, You know, he's a very scrappy player. Um, He's very tough. Um, He shows that on special teams all the time. He did a really nice job of cupping the ball yesterday, keeping on his inside pad. Um, I think it was a pass out to the tight end, Knox out there, I believe, and uh, um, he's done a good job there. And I know every time there's a near takeaway or possible takeaway, it's going to live with you, Jalen Jones, on that cross uh, one side of the field, the other. Just put your hands up in the air. Maybe you snare that one. That would have been a, a, an amazing play as well. But overall, his, uh, his toughness and um, – Ability to just not make it too big for him sticking out about this Andre. Yeah. Rick, we talk about him every week. Yeah, he's doing a really good job there. And you know the, that one play you're referring to, you know that was a you know the ball was thrown across the field. He was in, we were in a, a cloud corner or cover two corner there, and he was just simply bailing back. And he's he did a good job of high pointing the ball. His hands got to come up together. I mean, if you look at the replay, his hands were apart. You know, so you got to form that triangle or that diamond to be able to catch that ball and look it in. And so we'll coach him up on that and, and get him better for next time. Isn't it the darndest thing? It is. It, it really is about the little things. Yes, it is. Always is. Little things become big things if you if you let it. Right. So yep. I mean, we go we go all these shows all season long, but every single week of these shows, uh, we talk about these little things. And once those little things get picked up, the the record flips. Yep, it sure does. Yeah. The Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Snap Fields. Protection's good. Looking to throw to the end zone. Wide open. Backing up left corner. Dante Pettis for the touchdown. Touchdown Bears. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus. Great seats available to see your Chicago Bears this season at Soldier Field. Get your tickets at chicagobears.com slash tickets. 
Just heard the fields to Pettis touchdown, a six-yarder, only touchdown of the game for the Bears. Opening drive touchdowns are always sweet. That one was. Break down the play. Yeah, you know, our offense has done a really good job on those opening drives all year, and uh, those, that's our first 15. The guys do a really good job of scripting that, you know, during the course of the week. Um, the players know what the plays are, and, uh, again, that was a red zone play for us. And, uh, you know, they were in a quarters type of concept uh, on that particular play. We had a bunch concept there, and, uh, you know, Dante lined up at number three and ended up, you know, stemming out to the number two position and working to the flat. You know, whatever happened there, they happened, and he was wide open in, in the uh, in the in the corner of the end zone. There, nice, nice throw, nice catch, and uh, good execution. Yep, it's never easy pitch and catch, but he's wide open, backing up, catching the throw. Just you know, don't drop it, right? That's that's what you're thinking. It's always a teaching moment here. Always a teaching moment here for sure. Uh, with Matt Eberflus, you talk about stem. Let's talk about stem for those people who don't know what that means refers to a route. Yes, yeah, so when you start out as a receiver, you stem your route either inside or outside uh, based on the leverage of the of the defender or based on the route concept itself. So he was lined up at number three, so you always count the receiver numbers outside in. So when you're in a uh, three-by-one set, it'll be one, two, three. He was lined up inside the innermost receiver towards, you know, towards the ball. And he stemmed out to that number two position, so he actually switched release with the number two guy. And then he went to the flat, so that really you know created some confusion, um, you know, for the Buffalo Bills in that particular play, and we end up scoring a touchdown. All right, another one here because we talk about the first fifteen. I don't know, maybe teams do more than that or less than that. When was that born? Has it always been that way? And could you do more as yeah, an offense, yeah, or is it just good, too much? That's a good question. Um, you know, it, you know, different coordinators do it different ways. You know, their first fifteen is really predicated off their first and second down calls. Um, so they. They have them, and they just go down the line to make sure they do a good mix of run and pass and different formations and different pass concepts. You know, then when it goes to third down, they go to their third down chart. You know, what's my first third and two call? What's my first third and five call? So forth and so on. But uh, they go through that so they get a good rhythm, and they uh, really do it for, uh, you know, identification also for the for what what the, uh, what is the defense, what are they doing, how are they attacking us, how are they trying to attack us, so they can gather information as they go through their first 15. And then, conversely, how does a defense prepare for somebody's first 15? Obviously, you're watching previous weeks and so forth, but maybe everybody's got a fresh 15. Uh, and then what can you do with your 15 snaps? Yeah, that's, a, that's also a good – you, you want to counter a lot of those things. And, you know, we have what we're, you know, our staple defenses, of course, but we also have these things that we mix in there, you know, to throw them off the scent. So we'll have different new looks for them as well in the first 15, different fronts, different front variations, different movements, different pressures, uh, something they haven't seen uh, from us just to mix, some, mix in there. We do that every single week. Do teams also plan the first drive of the second half? Sure. Same yep. way. Yep, they sure do. Yep. So they go in there and they'll get collectively as a group. They say, okay, this is what we're going to start with, guys. Here's here's another stack of plays that we want to run. And then we'll go back to our third down menu. Very good. Always love uh, hearing that kind of insight. All right, let's talk about the rush, uh, both the Bears and defending the run. Obviously, there's a big, big part of the game uh, with the 257 yards rushing against you and the 80 yes. that you got. Yeah, absolutely. So that was one of the big you know, key takeaways that you and I talked about before the game. We wanted to own the line of scrimmage. And again, uh, hats off to Buffalo. They did a really good job of that you know, with their defensive line and also their running backs being able to run the ball. So you know, we got to do a good job of fitting up the run on defense, you know, and then obviously doing a really good job of, like we have all year on offense, being, having that ability to run the ball. Um, we just got to do a better job of finishing our blocks. How'd you feel Herbert looked? Not, let's not look at the production for a minute because he, he had a few touches, not a lot of yards, but 
Was it their defense, or was he just getting back into form? Yeah, I just think he, uh, you know, I thought he looked good, you know, pregame. I thought he was he was ready to go, and he'll he'll get himself right there. He, again, he's uh, he's a talented back. Um, he'll he makes those cuts and makes those guys miss, and uh, he'll be back at it here shortly. Uh, they mentioned in the news conference earlier today, they uh, you know, you had a footstep down Justin Fields by Matt Milano, the linebacker for the Bills, but he's good to go. He's okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's good to go. Again, we'll see here in the next 48 hours. But, uh, you know, for, for right now, everything's a green light. He's looking good and uh, ready for Wednesday's practice. I, I thought it was an interesting question, you know, to even consider s- shutting him down was one of the questions asked. But there is so much evaluation. Every rep matters at this point. I, I know some people may not believe that, that it carries over, but every experience matters. It's a it's a de- deposit on your future. Yes, it's it really is important. These are two division games for us. Um, it's very important for our football team to be able to go out, uh, compete, and win these football games, and uh, and learn how to finish as a group playing complimentary football at the end. And, uh, and these division opponents, obviously, you got to win your division to get in the playoffs. Uh, and that's always the key. You know that that's your clearest pathway to do it. So to take on these teams and knock them down is uh, is a big key. The Lions also competing still for a playoff spot, so they'll come in with some juice. Their their building was rocking a couple weeks ago, so that's also a good experience for the Bears. Now more of the Bears Coaches Show featuring Matt Eberflus on Chicago's news traffic and weather station, 105.9 WBBM. Back to throw, Josh Allen winds up, tosses, intercepted into the end zone. Gordon comes out five. Gordon with an athletic pick of the 10 to the 15, 20, 25, 30, coming to the near side of the field and tackled from behind by James Cook all the way out to the 35-yard line. Carter Gordon's third interception of the year. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus. Get the ultimate VIP fan package with Chicago Bears VIP. Secure a game ticket and appearance from Bears legends and more by visiting chicagobearsvip.com. Uh, the interception by Gordon, his third. We, we already touched on the play, but... Uh, just after he comes back from the concussion, it just seems like he's a slightly different player. Uh, is that me imagining it, or what do you think? Uh, you know, he's he's always had great confidence. I, I think he had a chance to, in those couple of weeks, to reflect a little bit, uh, to go back and digest what he's done so far to this point. Uh, go back and look a lot of look at a lot of his tape, um, and and really uh, get the feedback from his coach. Um, and, and really just do a good job there assessing where he was and where he's going to go in the future and where he's going to go these next few games. And, uh, and again, that play that we just uh, heard was, was, was excellent. You know, it was a one-by-three formation. The tight end ended up going in the crossing route, and we were in a, a simple cover three, and he ended up climbing in his third, um, and they tried to throw a deep over route uh, to the back of that corner of the end zone there. And he did a great job sinking back and high-pointing that ball, brought it back to the 35. There were some really good blocks on that return as well. You know, we always bring up all the returns on the numbers. It's a numbers return. And I thought our defense did a really good job of getting some blocks. Uh, almost had a chance to break it uh, when he cut back across the field, but he got caught. But uh, I thought overall it was a good interception and a really nice return uh, by our defense. Yeah, when he cut the mid, I thought for sure that uh, something might open up there. And when he made that cut, it looked – you know, you got you got your head stood stood up a little bit, right? You got yeah. a little tall. Okay, here we go. Right here, here we go. But the but the other thing too, the the interception itself, uh, the, the the technique and the and the sinking and all that's great. But to me, that was an athletic interception, high pointing that ball, leaping, twisting, and making the catch. That that all has to be put together as well. Yeah, and then the, the you know the sermon. You know, I know he was right there on the goal line when he caught it. You know, so he was in. Mm. You know, but. Uh, him to be able to take it out of there to the 35 was really good. 
Um, obviously, if you get any deeper net, you just like to take a knee. But uh, in that one there, he's kind of was fell back into it as he caught it, and he decided to bring it out. From your conversations with him over the course of the season, because he, he was targeted a ton. I mean, he was and, you know, did give up some yards and a couple touchdowns. But does, did that uh, challenge his resolve in any way? Well, he's going to have his resolve challenge. You're playing corner in the NFL, so that, that's the way it goes. I mean, you're going to get targeted. You're going to get, you know, things. the ball's going to get thrown to you. What I think that the defensive backs are really doing a good job, and I mentioned this the last couple uh, a couple weeks ago, I believe, um, is that when the ball is thrown on a go ball, you know, we've been doing a really good job, and I think uh, Jalen had one yesterday again, or it might have been Blackwell. Blackwell. Blackwell, where he was looking, he was in phase, but also looking back as his arms go up. You know, so we won't get defensive pass interference. And I think our defensive backs coach has been doing a really good job with that. James Rowe and also David Overstreet have done a nice job with that, repping that during the drill work. You mentioned penalties, and I know that was a big thing for you coming in. Your history is low penalties, and I think that has been the case. There's been very few special teams penalties. Are you are you comfortable with the amount of pe- given a young team? Uh, so far with two games to go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been good. It's been good. It's not top five. It's not where, where we need it to be, um, where, where we want it to be, but uh, it's been disciplined football. You know, the guys have been disciplined. They've done a nice job um, understanding when when to, when not to, um, you know, make those moves that are that are on the edge. And uh, uh, they've done a really good job being disciplined. And things like personal fouls and all that, I touched on this, and the Bears led the league in personal fouls and yards attached to those personal fouls a year ago, and I believe there's only two this season. Yeah, we had one on the sideline. I believe it was against Detroit. Um, Gordon had one, and I don't know what the other one was. I don't remember right now. But, uh, again, that was uh, uh, you know a call that could have been called or not. But, uh, again, it's been very low. Yeah, but what I'm driving at here, that's important for you culture-wise, and that's winning football is to stay away from Yeah, there's stuff. no question about that. You, you can play aggressive, smart, clean football. Um, and, and be low in penalties. You know, we've proven that over the course of time that we can you can have a top five defense and be very aggressive, very hard hitting um, football team. Um, that's what we're doing here at the Bears. We're going to be hard. We're going to be fast. We're going to be physical on all sides of the ball. But we're also going to be clean and play within the rules. All right, let's talk about the offensive line changes. Uh, four starting left guards this season. Borum started, then uh, Dieter Iceland came in as well. And we know what continuity means. Uh, The last time a five started here in a full season was 2013. It happens rare in the NFL. We were praising the Eagles, and now they lost their Pro Bowl right tackle for the rest of the regular season, Lane Johnson. It is very, very difficult to keep an offensive line together, either because of performance or because of injury. Yet, how do you think they've handled all of that with your? No, they've done a nice job. I think it's important. Number one, you get a you get a good offensive line coach, you know, and, and a good assistant, which we have there. And then it's important to have the backup roles. You know, who's going to be your backup inside player? Who's going to be your swing tackle? And for guys that have position flex, you know, we look at some guys that have position flex. Larry has a little bit of position flex. You know, you know, Tevin has position flex. You know, to be able to do those different combinations and put your best five out there because that's obviously a very physical position. You're going to, uh, you know, have some injuries during the course of a season and some different lineup changes. And I don't know about this many lineup changes for sure, but uh, you certainly have a couple during the course of a year, even in a healthy year. Eight, with if you count Dieter going in for the first time at left guard, that's nine so far. Right. The Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus is sponsored by Verizon, Bet Rivers, and Miller Lite. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. 
Josh Allen under center, Cook the lone back, takes fake, sets up the throw. Bouncing, looking, middle, throwing. Throws it right to Morrow at the 23-yard line, running right. Morrow tripped down to the 18-yard line. What was he doing? Josh Allen threw it directly to number 53 for the swipe. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Eberflus. Ease into your game day celebrations with a little help from the pros at Jewel Asco. Get party trays, sweet treats, butcher quality meats, and more at any Jewel Asco store. Just heard Nicholas Morrow's interception. First as a Bear, third career interception. Uh, I, I would say simply uh, nothing to it, right? He overthrew his guy, and there he was, but there's always more to it. Got to be around the ball, but he took advantage of an overthrow. Yeah, that was. I think it was a good sequence, and, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that was right after the fourth down. They overturned the fourth down, and then two plays later we end up intercepting the ball, uh, which is a great momentum shift for us. Um, you know, it was really a simple zone, and, and he was just in his hook drop right there. And, uh, again, uh, Allen uh, was tr- attempting to throw it to the running back in a check down, and it sailed on him. And you still got to catch it. You know, did a nice job of catching it. Uh, we were trying to take it to the side to, for a return, and we're getting tripped up. But uh, overall, really good focus and concentration play uh, by Nick. Technique-wise, Matt Adams on the force fumble, exactly what you want, punching at the ball? Yeah, it was great. It was great. He came right behind him and uh, did a nice job of the you know the peanut punch there. It was really good, dislodged the ball from him. And then Elijah, you know, uh, he was uh, right on the spot there because of his hustle. Um, did a very nice job of, of collecting that ball as he jumped over the pile. And uh, did a really good job. We just got to cradle it right there. But, again, another good takeaway. Elijah Hicks, the, the rookie safety, getting uh, rotating in there with DHC. So the takeaway, six and two games. And you'd love to have the momentum right into the, the, the final two games. Keep putting up those numbers. Um, obviously, the offense only got three points out of those. So that's the next phase also. So, again, these building blocks to what you want. And overall, uh, while teams have run on you a lot in terms of attempts, uh you're tied for fourth in the NFL in interception percentage as a defense. Yeah, yeah. So that's an important part for us. You know, we've been you know top top five in the league and taking the ball away, and we want to continue to do that. Right now, we got 21. Uh, we're even on the year for turnover margin uh, at this time. But uh, again, we got to just keep pushing for that number. You know, we always want big numbers in the, in that regard. But uh, again, guys are doing a good job. But the coaches have put it in front of them. They're doing a good job of punch, hammer, rake during the course of practice. We've got to continue to do that. Um, we do it on the practice field. We're going to do it in the game. I, I could be wrong with this stat. Uh, if I am, I apologize, everybody. I don't have in front of me. I know it's on my board at home. But I believe last year every playoff team had, a, had at least 25 takeaways for a season. Now, yeah. That may be low. I, I, I Maybe my number's wrong. But, you know, you're headed in. I mean, again, we're talking about these building blocks. And while the wins aren't coming, there's building blocks showing would you agree that's one of them yeah there's no doubt the ball you have to win the ball uh you know if you win the ball you got a chance you know last week we were plus two that puts you at 75 percent win rate you know this this week we we're plus one you know so that we're in at 60 percent so we just gotta like i said do the um, game defining plays we have to execute but one of those and some of those plays are the ball you know taking the ball away is a big part of that with the running game montgomery khalil backfields still chasing that record um not able to get a lot of runs how did that hamper the offense in terms of rushing yardage and is that something if if they take away justin the way they did moving forward how do you counter that yeah i think it comes down to execution it really does you look at the run plays that we had we just need to execute you know we got to finish our blocks the combo blocks the you know when we're zoning up to the second level we got to make sure we're spotting it the right way so um, you know the the perimeter blocking. You know we've done it really good all year, and I just think we got to get back to the basics and do it right. 
terrific season on third down. It's been one of the biggest advancements offensively uh, for this team. They're still seventh in the league, uh, but a, a rough one on, on on Saturday, obviously, 2 of 12 and 104 and fourth down. But overall, do you see, see things on those third downs in that game that easily can be back? Where you're getting a percentage, that yeah, you're I do with. for sure. I do see that. You know, again, it comes down to execution in those moments. And uh, third down on both sides of the ball need to be better. Um, you know, for us to be able to win. Situational football is, you know, part, part of our core principles. Um, again, red zone, uh, we need to do a better job. Third down, we had to do a better job. And those are two critical components to having a, a successful day. All right, Bears are looking to get some guys back healthy. We'll find out uh, midweek on exactly where things are headed for guys like Chase Claypool, EQ St. Brown, and some others on the offensive line. We'll get to that uh, throughout the course of the week, just getting you up to date on that, and we get ready for the Detroit Lions, a trip to Ford Field. The Bears Coaches Show with Matt Eberflus and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Snap. Play fake to Montgomery, pulling back the throw. Fields with a nice clean pocket, going deep, sprinting down the right side, making the catch, and a beauty. What a catch by Bayless Jones. Gets up and keeps running, but Bayless Jones had a perfect, beautiful throw by Justin Fields, threaded it between defenders. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. Just heard Bayless Jones from Justin Fields. Bang! 44-yard strike. I want to talk about this play in detail. Yeah, I would just say, uh, just you know, say what you said was the protection was outstanding. You know, obviously it's a max protection shot. You know, so you do have extra guys in there to protect to give us more time to run that play. Uh, but that's a play that we run all the time. Um, it's it's you know you saw Cole he was sitting over the ball there about 15 yards and then we had a big post over the top and uh, it was excellent execution. Uh, the ball couldn't have been thrown at a better spot. You know, and uh, it was outside the numbers. Um, like you said, 44 yards. It's supposed to be, you know, right in there, 44 to 45 yards in that in that range. And uh, Bayless did a great job of running underneath it. And great ball, uh, great catch, and uh, really good protection. But uh, again, the wind played a factor in that in that in that ball for sure. It was it was originally thrown on the numbers, and the thing it just blew, kept blowing to the sideline. And uh, again, Bayless did a great job of tracking tracking it. Does that one play, uh, everything happened in the game, you didn't, you know, again, losing and things that didn't go well, that one play to me is for the future because now Justin knows, not that he didn't before, but you have to make it happen. Hey, I can let him run under these balls. Yeah. Go get it. Yeah. They've done don't, it in don't practice. Don't you agree with me? Yeah, they've done it in practice. They've, they've thrown some really deep ones, you know, and he's caught a bunch of them too So over the last couple of weeks. So it's not surprising to me to see that play in the game. Um, because I've seen it in practice quite a few times. Uh, but uh, certainly a good target to have. Uh, like I said, a, a really good bounce-back game for Valus. You know, he's had an up-and-down year. It was really good for, for him. I was uh, happy for him to be able to see his return game and also that a couple of nice catches there uh, for him and obviously the chemistry with, with Justin going forward. Can he can he trust his speed then? Can he trust that? He, uh, you know, can they trust each other on that and – develop chemistry with that i do i just i think it's something to build upon for sure again some things in the rushing department because we're all into this right now and i'd love to see this happen 278 rushing yards a tie most all time in a season set in 84 that was a 1684 yard season from peyton uh 5.2 a carry that'd be most all time 
If it holds up, the record was set in 1934 when they played a whole different brand of football. 5.0 players have set. It's important to them to try to get these, and they, they feel they're going to get it. No, it, it is important, and uh, again, it comes down to execution, and the guys really want to be able to accomplish this. It's it's important for us as a, as a football team, and uh, you know, it's going to come down to all 11, like we always say. It's going to come down to the runners. It's going to come down to the offensive line. It's going to come down to you know really a, the three prong effect that we have with Demo and Herb, and then also you know Justin. You know, to be able to accomplish that goal, and that's what's put us in this position. Um, the guys have, have put in tremendous effort. The coaches have done a great job of scheming it up, and uh, that's why we're in this position right now. This is what you always want to be, right? Yeah, I think we have to be able to run the football for sure. You know, that's just the way it is. We saw it yesterday. You know, when you're going to have games like this, you know, you're going to go far into the playoffs and make it all the way. You're going to have some home games and games in weather conditions that, uh, that you're going to have to run the football. And uh, our guys have proven to do that. We've got to do a, do a good job of finishing up these last two games. We have not talked about this particular player for a while, um, and maybe because uh, he's been doing a nice job. Braxton Jones spoke to the media this afternoon, and uh, he's a breath of fresh air. He tells you exactly what he thinks he needs to work on, what the coaches have told him. He's honest about it, but he's just so wide-eyed about this opportunity, and he has not missed a snap. He is playing left tackle as a fifth-round pick out of Southern Utah in the NFL, facing a lot of great players this season, really impressive fronts. And while there have been some inconsistency that he admits, is this a success story no matter what happens in the end of this 2022 season? Yeah, I think it is. It really is. You know, like you said, all those variables, you know, doesn't point to starting left tackle every single play in the NFL, you know, especially as a rookie, you know, and that's a tribute to him. You know, he's a very mature man. Um, he's, he does a very nice job of learning, you know, this game, and it's important to him. And uh, he has a lot of confidence. He's got a lot of ability. Um, he's got really good feet. You know, he's a, he's a heck of an athlete, and he's done a good job of learning it. And, uh, and, again, certainly he's had his ups and downs, you know, like all rookies do, but he's had the maturity, the, you know, the, really the, the ability to look at it as a performance and take it to heart and improve every single week, and that's what we're that's what we're always saying. Uh, but he's taken that to heart and done it, and uh, he's had a good season. He's humbly said, "Hey, I'm not here to make the decision that I'm the future left tackle." He goes, "But I want to I want to be a cornerstone left tackle." And you know, you hear the confidence and the humility at the same time. We'll pick up that conversation when we come back. Yep. The Bears Coaches Show continues exclusively on the home of the Bears, Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station, 105.9 WBBM. Bills have an eight-man box. They fake the toss, rolling with a good block by Dante Pettis. Clears him, throws it right, caught Pringle at the 35, down near the 29-yard line of Buffalo. All of that worked great. The block on the outside really sprung it for Justin to come free and fire a 20-yard strike. First down with the Bears inside the Buffalo 30-yard line of the opening drive. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, our final segment. Uh, later in this uh, segment, we'll take a look at the Detroit Lions for round two here in the division. As we went to break, we were talking about the, the humility and the confidence of a player. That often is not something you get out of rookies, especially when they quote-unquote, don't have the pedigree of a first, second, third-round, day-two pick in the NFL, not everybody has that confidence. They may outwardly show it, but internally they don't have it. Braxton Jones definitely does. Are there others? Yes, yes, there are, and I think that's a, that's a great word, the confidence. You know, it's not cocky. Confidence and being humble means that you're willing to work hard, but you also believe in yourself. 
um, no matter what. And that's what humble to me means. It means you're, you're a worker, that you can look at your mistakes and you're mature enough and man enough to say, hey, I can get better at that, okay? But also have the confidence and say, hey, you know what? I have great ability and I'm able to get that done. I can overcome adversity and Braxton Jones has done that. And uh, that to me was what confidence and humility is all about. Um, there's other guys that have done that too. You know, you got all the guys from even Justin Fields, you know, you know, he started out the year learning a new offense. Um, you know, it's it's all new verbiage to him. He's done a great job of packing that together, um, going from just learning his position to leading others, and then all of a sudden, you know, taking that huge run in the middle of the season, um, you know, really, you know, bursting onto the scene uh, in the NFL. And now he's learning now, hey, to, how to lead, how to run the offense, and it's been tremendous growth uh, by Justin Fields. So um, he's another guy that's got great confidence, great humility, and he's a great worker. All right, and there's a bunch of others too. Uh, we'll talk about them. Uh, here over the next couple of weeks. Talk to Ryan Poles, as I do every week in the pregame, keeping the units, some of the units together to build chemistry. It's just not, you know, the offensive line, obviously, but he, he talked about the chemistry in the secondary. He's one of those places, because it's so young, Eddie Jackson also had a very good season before his injury. Is that important to you? If, if there's a unit that has a lot of young talent, not that you want to, don't want to add to it, but build that chemistry for several years at one position group. Yeah, I think that's true because, you know, obviously you just look at our draft from last year. You know, got Brisker and Gordon, you know, two high picks. I mean, those guys are going to be cornerstones of our secondary. Then you have Eddie, who's a, who's a Pro Bowl player and was having a Pro Bowl year um, up until his injury. Obviously, he's a, he's a really good player back there as well. So you have your two safeties. You got your nickel corner and Gordon. You know, Jalen Johnson's coming back. You know, so there it is. You know, so again, we'll add a few more pieces there as we go, but the most important thing is to get the continuity with those guys, and those guys can be a very talented secondary you know, going into the future. Um, so we're certainly excited about that. Right, I'm going to talk about the HITS principle. Now, it's one thing to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is the HITS principle. But that thing needs constant attention, doesn't it? Now, Rod Marinelli always used to tell me, from the fundamental and technique point of view, I believe he said 48 to 72 hours that you lose your muscle memory. You got to you gotta keep doing it. And, and, and he believed in that wholeheartedly. You sit there in the office, show me why, put it on the screen. You just can't put the principle out there and just say, okay, that's it, guys. Now go do it. You got to nurture it forever. Yeah, it's got, it's, first of all, it's never good enough. You know, so you're always chasing it. So it's, it's an important part of it. So the hustle has always got to be better. The takeaways have always got to be better. The tackling's always got to be better. That's your mindset as a coach. So when you're looking at the tape and you're saying, hey, this isn't good enough, we got to make it better. Because you could pick out a loaf on any play. I could do it on anybody's team from Pee Wee all the way up to the NFL. And I could every single play, I could take one out of there. Oh, there's one, there's two, there's three. So it's important that we're trying to get, you know, we're chasing that you know, that, that perfect play, okay, of everybody hustling, everybody doing it the right way every single time. But that's important because what happens is you saw it the other day, we caused a fumble, and Matt Adams caused that fumble, and Elijah was right there because of the hustle. He was able to get on the ball before the opponent was because of hustle, and it's winning. That's what winning football is all about. And, uh, again, we have a chance to return, you know, the Gordon interception all the way to the 35 and maybe go all the way if we just have a little bit more hustle there by a couple pieces there we can be able to get a block that springs that run all the way back, and that's winning football. So it has to be done in practice every single day. Every rep, the coaches have to watch that and pay attention to it, and you can never let it creep in where all of a sudden you don't see a team hustling and playing hard. 
Now it's time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sports book partner of the Bears. Lions pounded by the Panthers. They ran for a franchise record 320 yards in a league that now is running the football like crazy. Uh, 37 to 23 loss, but they're still playoff viable until further notice. So they're going to be bringing it. Uh, what's your take after uh, facing them uh, in November and losing by? Uh, it was a great game, 31-30. Yeah, uh, it's it's always going to be a good game. Obviously, divisional opponent, uh, and again, uh, they're going to be up for the game, and so are we. So we're excited about the the matchup. We're excited about going up there to play these guys. Um, again, there's a lot of talent on the team. They've been on a roll. Um, they've run, you know, I think they've lost two games out of the last seven or something like that. But uh, they've they've done a nice job, and the coaches have done a good job there. But again, it's more about our units playing their units, and us doing a good job of matching up with those guys. And we're excited about it. Uh, the Lions, just for uh, those who are interested, uh, last in the NFL in defending quarterback runs, fields at 147 against some Week 10 at Soldier Field. Certainly, this will be something they'll be putting on tape, saying, "Okay, we got to do what somebody else did here and try and stop it." Yeah. Yes, certainly it's a copycat league. You know, if something works, they're going to try to uh, emulate that, and uh, we understand that. We're going to have to be creative with how we do things um, on offense and defense. Now, one of the guys on their defense that has arisen lately is a sixth-round draft pick, James Houston. Uh, I don't know if you've been uh, on that yet, but Aiden Hutchinson certainly is the main uh, main dude that they're talking about. But they have young players, including a free safety there, and uh, uh, Joseph, the uh, kid from Illinois, Right. That has done a nice job, but uh, they caught your attention, even though they're last in the league in a lot of different categories no, I just, defensively. I just know they play hard, and if you look at the last games, you know, last several games, you know, uh, and take out the first part of the year, they've done a really good job of uh, of defending the you know the offenses. I think they've just over twenty points a game, I believe, so which has been best in that stretch. So they've done a good job of playing defense as of late. And lastly, eight game losing streak is tough for anybody. How is everybody taking it? Right now, yeah. Like I said, uh, you know the guys are doing a really good job with the morale. Um, we're coming out here with great championship habits, working every single day, and the guys are excited about this week uh, going up to Detroit. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. As always, talk to you next week. Good luck this week in your prep. All right, thank you. That's Bears head coach Matt Eberflus, uh, Keith Johnson, Dan Brilli, Jordan Treadup. Thank you for your help. We're in Detroit's Ford Field for Week 17 Bears and Lions pregame at nine. Kickoff at noon. Stay tuned for Monday Night Football on 780. Chargers and Colts joined in progress and news continues on 105.9 where CBS News is next at the top of the hour. Have a good night, everybody. Appreciate you listening. This is News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Good night. WBBM Chicago and WCFS FM at HD1 Elmwood Park, Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. 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 The free Odyssey.